everybody, <laughs> welcome to uh, part two of What You're Saying featuring Benjamin Lyon and the brilliant co-host Lauren Shooter. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Good um, co-hosting so far, by the thanks, way. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, there's probably going to be, <clears throat> most episodes now will probably have a co-host, depending on whether youth leaders are available and would like to do that, so. Great. Have a think about that, youth leaders. Um, nice. So... Benj, obviously you said you're going to talk a little bit about things you know now that you you think would have been helpful to know 10 years ago, for example. Um, do you want to just kick it off? Where, where's this come from? Why do you start to think about it? And, and yeah. Yes. I'll kick it off. Um, yeah, so I was, I was trying to think um, what would be a good thing to share with you all. <clears throat> um and I was thinking back to when I was your age, um, and I kind of, I kind of thought um, I had it all together. I thought life was pretty good. Um, kind of just sort of, I don't know. I feel like I sort of coasted through my teenage years a little bit, really. Um, but in just in in thinking about what I wanted to say, I kind of realised there was two um, two things that I. Um, you could say struggled with or found difficult in um, my teenage years. So the first one was um, that I wanted to be liked by everyone. Um, And I don't think that's an uncommon thing. I I think most most people, especially, you know, your age, um, I think it's quite easy to just want everybody to like you and want to be... um, maybe popular or have all of the friends or you know you so like seem like you've got it all together um so that's something that's something that i um i uh well yeah went through when i was your age and then the second thing is uh fomo i believe as it's commonly known now um which is do you know what it is the fear of missing out the fear of missing out um yeah i i had that um badly <laughs> i think that i think even still now there's things where i you know i always want to like um be a part of things that are happening you know socially and stuff um but yeah I, the, it's it's not a it's not a good thing um so i'll maybe talk about that in a bit but but yeah so i i i wanted to be liked by everybody and i had this fear of missing out um, and I think what that actually meant was I was actually quite insecure um, and I was a bit lukewarm in my uh, faith, which I'll explain a bit um, uh, as well. Um, so which I, I found that quite strange because I, I always thought I was a pretty secure person. Um, I always thought that I was quite passionate and on fire for God. Um but I think looking back, I, I maybe wasn't as much as I thought. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just going to talk about that. And maybe those are two things that you guys um, might identify with. So hopefully I'll be able to sort of share a few things that will help with that. So so the, obviously the first one was <coughs> um, wanting to be liked <coughs> by, by people. Was that, when you say that, do you mean in, in college? And what did that actually mean for you in terms of maybe your behavior or the way that you yeah. you act in college what can you expand on that yeah so um 
looking back i i can picture myself now in school um uh i had loads of friends um it's not like i didn't have any friends um but for me it was it was really important to me that all of those friends liked me um i really enjoyed the um i guess you could call it the attention that friends give you Mm. um i really liked having people who liked me um it felt good to know that your friends really like you um but what that meant for me practically was um i would sometimes say or do things because i thought that's what people wanted to hear or wanted to see um even if it's um stuff that i i didn't really um want to say or do i would find myself just saying and doing it anyway because um i thought oh you know so and so will really they'll find it impressive if i say this or they'll really like it if i do this or um uh you know getting their getting their good books and yeah they'll just really like me and <clears throat> i think looking back for me it was it was so important to me that i could tell that people liked me um and i know now that that's like a massive insecurity that i had i didn't realize at the time um so yeah just just a few things like that just trying to fit in um trying to make people laugh um it wasn't too interested in being the center of attention but um but i yeah i just liked i liked that feeling of being liked was it was it was it more of a well i don't know if this makes sense but was there then a fear that if you if you didn't do certain things people wouldn't like you or, or was it more of a i think people will like me more if i do this or like was was there a fear that if maybe you know if i don't do this people might not want to hang out with me or or whatever like was it more of a fear of that or more mm. of a wanting to <clears throat> sort of thing um i think it was a bit of both i think when i was a bit younger um it wasn't the fear of not doing stuff i think it was more just um yeah i i just uh yeah i i just liked um the feelings of having the friends but i think as you get older and your friends start doing things which you know is just not part of who you are then I think then that's where you you start having the fear of well if I don't do it maybe they won't like me or if I don't join in with that joke or if I don't join in with um, talking about that person in that way um, they might think I'm um, you know not as cool or yeah they they might not want to be my friend anymore and so that's when the like the fear thing sort of came in a bit more Mm. Um, I don't I wouldn't say I ever felt like afraid like that kind of a fear it's more just i recognized that i had people who liked me and i didn't want to lose it um and so sometimes i'd feel like i should fit into like certain patterns you know um yeah Mm. so i don't know if you'll go on to this in in the next bit but what were some of the things that you were finding that you were being tempted to compromise on of of Mm. who you were I think, um, yeah, I think, I think it's important to say like it, it's, it all came because I wasn't truly 
secure with who I was as a person. Mm. Um, like I know now, looking back, that there's nothing wrong with me. Um, I know that, you know, I have friends who like me for who I am and I don't have to pretend to be anything that I'm not. But at the time, I wasn't so aware of those things. Um, so it would be things like, well, so a big one would have been my faith. So I, you know, I was a Christian and I loved God, um, but none of my friends did. And so I was the only person in that group who was like that. And so it was very easy for me to feel like, well, if nobody else is like that, then maybe I should just hide that part of me away yeah. um, because that would be easier then. Um, you know, if I start talking about church, they're not going to know what I'm on about. So it's easier to not talk about church and talk about stuff that they're doing because then then we'll still be friends, you know, yeah. um, which <clears throat> can sound like a it can sound like a bit of a silly way to think. But honestly, that's that's like how I how I felt when I was your age. Um, and, you know, ho hopefully you guys are all really secure with who you are. But um but yeah if if not you know maybe you can identify with those sorts of feelings and wanting to wanting to not show true parts of yourself because of what other people might say or the feeling of being embarrassed um you know i didn't i didn't want people to think i was weird um i wanted people to to think that i was cool and which makes me laugh now because i think <laughs> i'm not a cool person <laughs> in, you know in my opinion um uh, but, uh, but yeah, I just, I just had an idea in my head of how I wanted people to see me. Um, and I wanted to do what I could to try and help them see me that way. Mm. Yeah. It is difficult because I suppose when you think about it, it was the same for me and probably the same for you, Lauren, but mm. I just, well, even just statistically, you are likely to be one of the few Christians in your school. Yeah just the way that that's just the way that it is kind of so almost automatically within your friendship group you're 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 kind of the one person that has this part of your life yeah and that does that does kind of naturally make it a bit difficult to bring it up into <coughs> conversation because mm. nobody else knows nobody else can relate to that and yeah that makes it difficult but um what mm. i mean i know you're going to come on to the advice but <coughs> i should save that question for the advice <laughs> do you so obviously that's wanting to be liked and yeah and then yeah and I, th I think another thing that came along with that as i was getting older and um you know when i was sort of around 16 17 18 especially um lots of friends started to want to have parties and stuff and um anything social became much a much bigger deal um and so the other thing that i found difficult was um not wanting to say no to people yeah. and you know if somebody would say oh um why don't you come and um come to this house party on a saturday night and and deep down i wanted to say no i don't want to because you know i'm going to be out really really late and i've got church on sunday and that's really important but because i hated saying no i would just say yes and you know i'd, I'd come back and i'd have like three hours sleep and go to church and I'd just be like, oh, I don't want to be here. <laughs> um, which again, you know, if if you guys um, go to uni, that's that's something that could be a challenge again at uni. You know, yeah. the whole uni lifestyle is 
um you have your late nights and you go out clubbing or whatever and um you rock rock up home at five in the morning and um try and power through the next day (laughs) um but yeah because i didn't i didn't want to say no to people because i didn't want to upset them um i didn't want to say no because i i wanted to be somebody that they could rely on and i if if somebody was to come to me and ask me to do something i would say yes because i wanted them to feel like i was um uh yeah yeah somebody that they could go to um for those sorts of things yeah, it's probably important to say, but that there's nothing wrong with going to parties, and there's nothing right. wrong with going out in town. You know, when you when you turn eighteen and you and you're able to do that, the pro the problem is if it if it gets to the point where it comes to a Saturday afternoon and your decision is, well, I can go out tonight with my friends, but I'm not going to feel like going to church tomorrow. I, I know that's going to be the case because I'm going to be so tired. The problem yeah. is then when you it becomes a priority over church and, and yeah definitely and yeah i used to go out after youth on a friday night it's, um when i was kind of like i'm talking kind of 17 18 not like 13 um yeah <laughs> and not now <laughs> no too old now um but yeah i i agree with uh james that there isn't necessarily anything wrong in that in itself and there isn't anything necessarily wrong with wanting people to like you it's it's then when you have to compromise who you are and not being true to yourself and Mm. and getting involved in all the sinful things that that then is when it becomes a real problem Mm. yeah yeah did you did you want to how do you want to do this? Do you want to give us some advice now for that and, and then talk about this? Well, I think part, <clears> we'll, we'll save the advice for the end because it's a nice way to finish. So remind <laughs> us what the second um, thing was. Yeah, so so the other thing was um, the fear of missing out, Boma. which um, I think ties into this a bit, you know, not, not saying yes to things, not just because I didn't want to say no, but I also didn't want to miss out on what was going on. Um, so... The reason why I wanted to to mention this is, um, you know, I, I think lots of people do have the fear of missing out, yeah. um, and that can be a huge pressure for a lot of people, especially young people. You don't want to miss out on um, stuff that your friends are doing. You don't want to miss out on all, all of the social activities. You know, um, yeah, I think I think most people want to feel like they're a part of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but what that meant for me was um that really my my christian life became a bit lukewarm um because there'd be there'd be some things where i would do things god's way and there'd be some things where i'd do it my way because because of that fear of missing out um and there'd be things that i would start to compromise on um because you know again wanted to be a part of what's going on um I would, yeah, go on. Well, I don't know, you might come on to it anyway, but can I ask, what were you, what did you fear missing out on? <laughs> it's a good question. I think, I think it's... Like, you obviously touched on, <clears throat> like, the, you know, going to a party and that meaning you might be tired on a Sunday morning, but you don't, you have a fear of missing out on the party. Is that what you, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, uh, if you... If you miss out on something, you can feel like you're the only person that wasn't there or wasn't a part of it. 
and and nobody likes that feeling nobody likes to feel alone no nobody likes to you know I, I remember sometimes you turn up at school and everybody would be talking about something apart from you and you don't know what they're talking about and you're then not included in things and you can feel like the odd person out which can already be difficult if you if you're a christian nobody else is you can feel like the odd person out and um yeah i think for me it was just it wasn't being secure enough in who i was and it was having that yeah the fear of missing out on things that made me want to um yeah i just just wanted to be involved in everything mm. um i wanted to know all of the latest tv shows that people were talking about i wanted to know you know who was dating who and what are people talking about at school because i wanted to be included in everything mm. and and feel like a part of um a part of my friendship group i suppose mm. um yeah so <clears throat> so i had this that going on um it felt like i i kind of um i would turn up at youth or at church or whatever and i would know the right things to say i would know how you're supposed to act um and uh yeah for for a little while that's kind of what it was what it was like i would it would appear like i was um you know a perfect christian or whatever but then i'd get to school on the monday morning and i wasn't the same person i wasn't consistent in the week as i was on the weekend and um i think it was things like that that just i realized now that i just wasn't I wasn't hot or cold. I was lukewarm, you know, in a sense that I wasn't, I wasn't really, really passionate about God or really, really not passionate. I was just somewhere in the middle, yeah. which um, is no good. <laughs> there's that verse in the Bible, you guys might know the actual reference where it says, um, be either hot or cold. Yeah. And if you're lukewarm, that God will spit you out of yeah. his mouth. And I think that's always like a good reminder to me of actually how serious mm. that is and that we need to be on fire for God and we really yeah. need to be passionate about um, the Christian faith and our relationship with Jesus because uh, if not, he will, he will spit us out of his mouth mm. and I uh, I don't want that to happen to me. No. I think that sounds a bit scary. That's um, Re Revelation three fifteen to 16, which I've got written down. It says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So, because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I think the other important thing to note, actually, I think Benj referred to it, but it would it's really easy, and Benj, I think he said he did feel like this, is it can be easy to, to feel like you're the only person that ever feels like this. Like, mm. like, you're the only person that wants to be liked, and you're the only person that has this fear of missing out, and nobody else is having those struggles which which isn't the case at all like there'll be lots of us who i can relate to that and there'll be lots of you guys listening who think yeah actually i know exactly what ben is talking about but the problem is sometimes it's so personal that you think i'm the only person in the whole world that's struggling with this yeah particular mm. issue but that's not the case obviously no, it's just no. um, it's a lie that's it yeah i and i i do think one of the ways that uh that the enemy likes to make us feel is like we are the only one mm. going through something definitely um it says in the bible that jesus went through all the temptations that we go through yeah so he knows exactly how we feel and the chances are that everybody else also feels the same way yeah but 
but yeah the enemy he would he would love you to feel like the only one um and it's just yeah it's just not the case at all because he wants you to feel embarrassed to talk to people that mm. might help you yeah um you know the enemy doesn't want you to to talk to someone that'll be able to give you some good advice so yeah. making you feel like embarrassed is a good lie from the enemy isn't it mm. yeah yeah it is um so yeah just as an example um hopefully it won't make you too embarrassed but um you know as i was starting to become sort of 16 17 18 years old um all of a sudden everybody was having sex um and for me i i knew that that wasn't going to be me um it's not something i uh, believed i should be doing until i was married but the fact that everybody else was and everybody was talking about it um you just start feeling like oh man i'm the only person not doing it and then you you start to feel that pressure um and i can only imagine nowadays that must be even more difficult with the way that things are in society yeah. and you know we're seeing it all the time um it's a huge it's a huge thing that i think you guys will be facing um and uh i'm uh praying and convinced that god will make you strong mm. um in uh in knowing that it's not something you need to be be a part of but mm. but yeah it's it that's just as an example of a way that you can feel like the only person not involved in something or not a part of something yeah. um and yeah it, it can be difficult mm. yeah yeah part of the problem is i think um and i think we've mentioned it before on previous episodes episodes is that a lot of these things like Ben was just talking about they they can be really um almost glamorized on social media mm-hmm. yeah and a lot of the time there's there's some really important biblical principles and concepts that not concepts principles that yeah um have been put in order and actually they're being um just totally portrayed in the wrong way on social media and yeah and like Ben just saying I th- I think that's that's what you mean when you say even more so now mm. that could be a problem yeah um, yeah definitely yeah so have you got some advice <clears throat> i have got some advice yeah <laughs> oh good the Ooh. good news is that there is advice okay so 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 we're gonna go back to the first point now are we yeah advice. yeah so some advice for you guys if you do have that feeling of you just want people to like you um which you know if i was your age again and i could tell myself this this is what i tell myself so um yeah first of all god really wants you to be secure in who you are and not insecure Definitely. and he has uh, created you um in just the right way um at just the right time and he's created you in his own image um which means that you don't need to pretend to be somebody that you're not because mm. he's created you exactly how he wants you to be yeah um which is very freeing you know if if you can sit and think oh i don't need to pretend i don't need to to try and um cover up parts of me that i don't like i don't need to do this or that i can just be secure in knowing that i've been made in exactly the right way yeah. um then yeah, I I hope that brings a bit of um, bit of security for you. Mm. Um, yeah, God God says that you're just right. Um, mm. 
what he thinks about you is more important than what other people think about you. And um, I can't remember how long ago, but um, my dad preached on this um, idea of living for an audience of one. Mm. And, um, you know, especially now, I'm guessing most of you guys will be on social media and things like Snapchat, which I still don't understand. Instagram. Show your age, Ben. Show my age. <laughs> Snapchat did not exist when I was your age, but it's all about how many followers you have, how many likes you have. And social media in itself isn't always a bad thing, but it can produce bad circumstances for people. Mm. And um, one of these things is you, you, you feel like you're trying to impress so many people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just want to encourage you with that phrase, live for an audience of one. That means live your life with the idea that there's only one person who you're living it for. And that person is God. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the truth because he's the only person that, that really matters. Um, you know, you'll, you'll have friends and friends matter. You'll maybe one day have a husband or a wife and they will matter as well. But but the only person that really, really matters in how you're living your life, first and foremost, is God. Yeah. Um, and if you live your life in that way, then all of the other relationships you have will um, will happen uh, in a good way because you're pleasing the person who created you. Um, so yeah, here's a really practical tip that I'd give you, um, which you might like, you might not like, is um, have a go at giving yourself a break from something like Instagram. Um, I would probably include Snapchat, but I don't know much about Snapchat. Um, But, you know, for me, um, sometimes I catch myself waking up in the morning and the first thing I do is check Instagram. Or the last thing I think about at night is I'll just quickly check Instagram and see what's happened. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think if, if we're doing that rather than the first thing we're doing is saying, good morning Jesus yeah. you know or the last thing we do at night is we say thank you God for a great day yeah. if we're putting Instagram in place of those things mm. um, we're actually worshipping Instagram you know that, that when you worship something you you value it highly Yeah. and God says that he's the only person to be worshipped um, and as soon as you, you put something in his place it becomes the thing that you worship the most yeah. Um. And he wants to be our first thought and our last thought. You know, he he's interested in every single part of our day. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think there's, there's a number of reasons having a break is good. Um, every time you're on Instagram, you're comparing other people's lives to yours. And it's not even their real life. It's It's a fake version of their life that they think is suitable for you to see. And it's really unhelpful. Um, as soon as you see somebody else having a, a glamorous, fantastic time and you realize that your life is not quite like that, you then think there's something wrong with your life. And that's not true at all. And what you're looking at isn't even the reality. It's just um, a glamorized version. So I think the more that we can um, teach ourselves to not be comparing us with everybody else, um, the better because you're gonna um, you're gonna remove that insecurity like we were talking about. Yeah, 
can I just say about yeah. about Instagram? I um I was doing exactly what Ben was saying. I was checking it as soon as I woke up in the morning, checking it last thing at night, checking it all throughout, like being at work, which is definitely not good. <laughs> and uh, I'd be on it um a lot, and I hadn't even realised how much I was actually on it. And um, I've come off Instagram now um, for the foreseeable future. I've not kind of given myself a deadline, but I think at least until Easter. And I honestly haven't missed it. Mm. Um, and I really thought that I was going to. Yeah. Um, and I haven't missed it at all. And I feel <clears> that <throat> there's a burden been lifted and I just feel so much better. Yeah. And that's not to say that I'm not then going to go back on it because I, I might do. I, I don't know. I haven't kind of set myself definites about it all mm. um but i think that's really really good advice yeah. to, to just have a bit of a break from it and see if you feel better yeah about yourself it'll, it'll be good good for you as a person it'll be good for your mental health yep um it'll be good for your relationship with god yeah. you know we we were out for dinner on sunday with mike and lauren and uh, we were at zz's and i noticed there was a table next to us with about six or seven young girls and the food was being brought to the table and all they could do was look at their phones and look at what I assume is Snapchat <laughs> um, or some form of social media. Literally the entire time they were all heads down looking at their phones. And um, God just, God said something to me. He, he said, if we spent as much time in prayer as we do on Instagram, think about what would happen think about the things that we pray for what god could do if we gave him the same amount of time as we do give to our phones or to our social media yeah um so that maybe there's a challenge for you check check your screen time app on your phone and see what you are actually spending on it yeah since um, my break as well i've found that i've actually been more social it's mm. it's it's crazy that I've i've come off social media but I'm being more social. So now if I want to see what a friend is up to, I'll message them, I'll text them and I'll have a better conversation than just reading their captions on their photos yeah. or when I'm actually with my friend. So Mike and I hung out with Benjamin Kim at the weekend. They had my full attention because I wasn't distracted by my phone. Mm. Um, and so I think that actually coming off social media has made me more social. Yeah. I think obviously Benj has just given some really good advice on what he would say to himself when to his younger self who used to think I um, I want people to like me and I'm, I want to try and fit in with them and I was just thinking back to when I I used to have a season ticket at Leicester City and I used to go with my friends every week and there was there was a bit of a uniform that people wore so if you went to the football you really you're supposed to wear your adidas gazelle trainers <laughs> you're supposed to have a bit of a buzz cut on your head <laughs> maybe a fringe and and some sort of track top and every single week i used to put these clothes on and go to the football and if mum and dad listen to this they'll laugh because they used to absolutely rinse me for it every time <laughs> i left the house um but i just i wanted to fit in and what i what i realize now and i've said this to you the youth a few times is um ev because everybody is trying to be the same as each other um what about if your friends are actually looking for something different what yeah because everybody is the same as everybody else what about if they're actually looking for some something different and and the the point that i make to the youth is if you think about your friendship group of the you know let's say your 10 closest friends or your five closest friends which of those other five or ten 
are going to be the ones who are going to be different. Yeah. Because the likelihood is you're probably the only one of, of a Christian faith in that tent. And therefore, there's kind of, it's not a pressure, but none of your other friends are going to dare to say different. And none of your other friends are going to dare to to stand up and be bold. And so, mm. yeah, just, I think Benji's about to move on mm. and give some advice on the, the FOMO point. But I just wanted to say that before before we moved on to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yes, advice on how to conquer FOMO. <laughs> um, Sounds like a TED talk. <laughs> yeah, well... One day, Ted, if you're listening, you can ask me to speak. That's not Ted Lyon. Not Ted the nephew. That is the Ted Talks. Ted Talks. I, I thought you meant that one day Ted will be like, Uncle Benj, can you tell me how to get over FOMO? <laughs> well, if he does, here's what I'll tell him. <laughs> um, yeah, basically, God wants you to either be... Um, all in for him or not at all he doesn't want lukewarmness as we heard in the verse earlier um so i i really believe that there is a call from god especially right now um you know i feel he's been speaking to me about this the last few weeks there is the call from god on us all to live a life that's really devoted to him Mm. um and that means um a real intimate relationship with god that you develop right now and you don't wait until you've left home and you've left your parents and the embarrassment that that might mean um like it was for me but he wants that for you right now um he wants you to have a relationship with him that will um sustain you when times are difficult that will ground you as a person and that will give you um confidence and security to be who you are um there's a there's a call from him to love the holy spirit um, for him to be our best friend, to get to know him um, and to let him uh, live his life through you. Um, and yeah, I just I just really feel that that's that's a um, that's a call from God to us right now. He, he's asking, will we stand up and will be will we be people who are willing to live a life like that for him? Mm. Um, and that is an exciting life um you know it's easy when you're growing up to kind of wonder what will i do what jobs will i have um will will i be a success will life be exciting but i can assure you that if you live a life with the holy spirit and you follow him and do what he says life will be so exciting for you definitely um you need to understand that it's him who's living inside of you on on the day that Jesus rose from the grave, it says in the Bible that it was the holy, the power of the Holy Spirit that did that. And if you can picture that, picture what it takes to raise somebody from the dead. It's the same person that did that who lives inside of you. If you're a Christian, if you've given your life to Jesus, on that day the Holy Spirit came to live inside of you, and that is that's who is inside of you that's actually amazing isn't it, it is it's completely amazing yeah. um and when you realize that you will have all the security in the world you'll have all of the courage in the world the boldness because you realize that there is a person in you who can literally do anything and it takes away um any fear that we might have of yeah. getting things wrong because it's not us it's him who does things mm. um so yeah that's kind of my my advice on the fear of missing out is really 
you're not going to miss out <laughs> yeah. if if you're willing to give your life to Jesus in a way that means um, living for him. Um, all of the things that you would be previously concerned about, I believe, will fade away and disappear when, um, yeah, when we give our lives to him um, in the way that he's... Um, he's asking so there's, there's two verses that i want to finish with to back this up so um titus 1 verse 16 says uh they claim to know god but their actions um but but by their actions they deny him they are detestable disobedient and unfit for doing anything good and then isaiah 29 13 says the lord says these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules they have been taught. And um, obviously the people people these verses are talking about um, are not in a good situation. Um, But yeah, God is is asking for those who don't just honor us, honor him with our lips. We don't just come near to him with our mouths, but actually our hearts are completely for him. Mm. And... uh, and yeah, we we give him everything we have. Mm. Can I ask you one more question? Yeah. So, what would you say to somebody who loves Jesus and wants to be hot, not lukewarm? Mm. Really, that is a genuine thing in in their hearts, but they are finding time and time again that they are sinning because they really want to be liked mm. but they really want to change but they might be i don't know going to parties and and drinking too much they might mm. be um falling into sin with uh like non-christians in terms of like getting with non-christians if you like or you know th- but they always feel really really upset with themselves that this keeps happening what would mm. your advice be to be uh, what would your advice be to somebody like that yeah um so I, f- I think the first thing to say is um don't feel like you're the only person that struggles with that because i know for a lot of people that is difficult um second thing to know is um god still loves you yeah um you're still saved <laughs> yeah y- you know it's not like all of a sudden you're going to hell because um you've drunk too much or anything like that um but and then although on the day that we were saved we said sorry for all of our sins sometimes we do still sin but we can still say sorry so i would say um if it's something that you keep doing you can still say sorry for it and i believe you know god wants us to say sorry um i also believe that the holy spirit will always give you a way out before you do something that grieves him um and you know if if you if you think back now to to things that you've struggled with in the in the past or um you know particular things where you thought oh no i've i've really sinned there um there's there's always a way out the holy spirit will always give you a little nudge before you do something you're going to regret and he, he gives you an option to leave at that point so for us, we just have to learn to um, to act more when he gives us that nudge. Mm. Um, you know, if if for you, um, 
you know, you go to parties and the temptation is to drink too much, as an example. Um, if you're at the age where you're driving, then take your car. You know, that's 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 an easy way to say, I literally can't drink too much because I have to drive home. Um, and then people, I think people do respect the fact that if you are a driver, yeah. you're not going to have any drink at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, or, you know, if, if what you really struggle with is... Um, maybe talking badly about people behind their back um you can only do that if you're with somebody um where you're actually talking you can't talk badly behind someone's back if you're not actually talking so if there's a certain person that is making the room for you to do that then just don't spend so much time with them (laughs) and that might sound um easy to say and hard to do you know maybe that's a really close friend but there's a choice that you've got to make um and you'll know the right choice um and god will always honor you for making the right choices Mm. um the holy spirit is in you like we said and he will help you make the right choices um but yeah just just don't um don't let the enemy make you feel like you're the only one Mm. and don't let him um make you feel absolutely full of um guilt and shame and like you're the worst person in the world because um jesus took away all of our guilt and shame when he when he died on the cross for us um so yeah but you know do say sorry um and then say holy spirit help me help me know how i can avoid that situation Mm. the next time Would you encourage them to to talk to somebody about it, even if it's really embarrassing? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's another way that um, we we can we can feel like we're the only person going through it, and unless we tell someone, we're always going to feel that way. Mm. Um, just by telling somebody and having somebody praying with you will do wonders. Um, have somebody you can be accountable to. Um, yeah, absolutely. Find mm. find people you can talk to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and just going back to Lauren's original question, which was, uh, what if what if what if the people are listening and thinking, um, I am a Christian. I, I know I'm a Christian, but I've not really got that, um, that that passion that I really want. Um, then just hang out, find some other people who do have that passion, and just hang out with them. Yeah. Mm. Um, because it'll really quickly, uh it's what's the word i'm looking for contagious it's contagious mm, yeah, yeah exactly um so yeah that'd be my advice and we're so that. blessed with such a big youth group as well that there are people that think the same way as you feel the same way as you and love jesus like you do yeah yeah Great. yeah yeah i just final final bit of encouragement for you guys i'm really excited whenever i see you um which is not that often but i know you're a group of young people who love jesus mm. And I know that you're really passionate about um, him and his kingdom and um, everything that that involves. So I want to encourage you to to keep doing what you're doing, um, keep developing your relationship with him. And um, I fully believe that we will have uh, a generation of people who are sold out for Jesus and will, um, yeah, take the world for him. So keep being awesome. Just before we finish we do need to give Benj his oh, yeah. results I'm ready in the, the quest to be the best 
So if I remind us of the first question, Lauren, you can tell Benj how he got on. So the first question was, what is the one country in the world named after a woman? You are going to kick yourself, by the way, Benj. So the answer is, Lauren? You were wrong. Okay. <laughs> uh, the answer is St. Lucia. Oh. Have you Benji's been there? Benji's been St. Lucia. Yeah, yeah, we went there on our honeymoon. So. Your honeymoon! Yeah. But I didn't know, so... Yeah. Uh, All right. Never mind. Fair Second enough. question. Which of the following is illegal in Switzerland? Is it A, walking on the wrong side of the pavement, pavement mm. B, wearing odd socks, or C, owning I think one it's A. Pig? You, you think it's A. You said it I was said B. B. <laughs> it is actually C. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, guinea pigs okay. are considered uh, very social animals, and it is genuinely against the law to only own one because they it's unfair. <laughs> they get lonely. Uh, yeah. Oh wow! And the final one: what is tourophobia the fear of? <laughs> Go Lauren. on. You said buried alive. Yeah. Our survey says. Yeah. Cheese. 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 Oh dear. Tourophobia is the fear of cheese. Normally, I definitely don't have that phobia. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love cheese. Nor- it's cheese. normally brought on from a, a previous uh, distressing experience with cheese somehow. All oh, right. Um, so zero. Zero out of three. That's no. fine. Normally I give. Does that mean I'm points. joint first with everybody else? Uh, no, <laughs> no. People have half points. Um, okay. So yeah, there we go. It, oh, that yeah. was our first episode back. Episode back this year. Thank you to Benjamin Lyon. Oh, Benj. Happy New Year, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Happy 2019. Benj, have you got a question for our next guest? Hmm. Who is the next guest? To be confirmed. TBC. Okay. Um, Which makes it a bit difficult, Ben. just taking something anybody could answer. um, If you could pick up one skill right now that you don't currently have, what would it be? You know, you just get the skill. You don't have to practice or do anything. You've just got it. Mm. What would that be? Okay. Good question. So, mm. the next episode will be out soon. It's not going to be another three-month wait. Um, and there's also, just to let you know, there is going to be a specific series coming out on the podcast. Ooh. There's going to be a series coming out called Sofa Sessions. Cool. Um, but I'm not going to tell you anything else just now. So keep your eyes peeled for the next episode and the first episode of the new series, Sofa Sessions. Is it going to be like this, but instead of sitting on these hard chairs, I guess sitting on our sofas? Uh, it probably will involve sofas. Um, but Is that what you said? Sofa Sessions? Sofa Sessions, yeah. So Sounds keep... interesting. Exciting. Right, thank you, Benj, and back with another episode very soon. See ya. Bye.